Tyson, I'll ask uh, the same question I asked Leon. Uh, you guys have been faced with a little bit of adversity, especially on the back end. Road, road trip, especially the five-gamer, didn't necessarily go the way you guys wanted. Could this be a rallying point for you guys with the win tonight? Yeah, you obviously never want to face uh, face injury trouble, and especially to key guys, but I think guys are doing a good job stepping up, and some young guys are getting a chance to step in and play big minutes and, and playing well for us. So um, I don't think we had our best effort in Dallas, and, and tonight to come in and and play those last two periods like we did I think was a, was a great, uh, great sign for our team. What was the message coming out of Dallas and into this morning in preparation for tonight's game? Yeah, just... You know, we kind of left the Dallas game um, behind us and didn't touch on it too much and just kind of reset. We knew they had a hardworking team here in Phoenix and um, a team that had been playing pretty well as of late. So we knew we were going to have a, a tough game and um, we were going to have to play responsible and, and do all those little things right. And I think for the most part, we did that. And um, yeah, and I mean, Connor and Leon kind of were feeling it tonight too. So that always helps. I'll certainly be asking about them in, in just a moment. But you, a veteran leader, a uh, veteran defenseman, I should say, what kind of onus did you take on the back end in terms of being a leader for the three young guys in with Legison, Broberg, and Bouchard? What kind of onus did you take in that role? Yeah, I think you just try to keep it loose and um, talk with them and, and make sure they're feeling good and confident about their game. And, um, you know, there's not, they're all good players in their own right and they're all, you know, here for a reason. So you don't have to, you don't have to do too much. But yeah, just uh, my personality is kind of just a, a guy who will keep it light for them and, and keep them uh, feeling comfortable. Now let's talk about 97 and 29. They're mm-hmm. obviously coming off a pretty big night, along with Zach Cassian. First on Cassian, what about his game allows his to complement 97 and 29 so well? Yeah, I think he, uh, he actually makes some pretty good little, um, you know, kind of area passes and gets those guys going with speed. And um, obviously he's he's very capable of getting in on the forward check and uh, creating, creating some havoc in there and, and you know, freeing up them uh, to have space with the puck. So I think Cass uh, was a great fit in there and obviously had, uh, I think, a couple, maybe one goal and, and a big assist there. So um, it was great to see. Now, Leon Dreisaitl joined some pretty elite company. He becomes the first and only Oiler, not named Wayne Gretzky, to reach 40 points in franchise history before the 20-game mark. When you hear a stat like that, what goes through your mind? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um it's, if he was sitting here, I guess he would be saying it's un, unsustainable. But uh, he's the way that that he's playing, and uh, it's just every night, you know, those two are doing something, and um, it's pretty incredible. So um, I don't see it. And I know he was pretty humble up here, but I don't see them, you know, slowing down anytime soon. This might be a dumb question, but you've gone gone up against uh, both McDavid and Drysdale on the same line in the past. In what world, how do you stop that? Like, what are the challenges? What is the biggest challenge among the many when they're together? Yeah, I, I don't really have a ton to draw off my experience playing against them. I think even now they're probably more um, advanced than they were when I was not on their team. So I think they're, you know, probably a whole different beast right now. It seems almost unstoppable. Uh, the the way that they, they see the game and, and the speed they play it at and the plays they're able to make are are you know second to none in, in the league so uh, I don't know I don't know what you do to slow him down really now I'm going to ask you to take off the teammate cap and a player cap and put on a fan cap to watch these two guys on paper entering their primes and putting up the numbers they are what does that mean for the game of hockey no I think it's incredible even you know tonight in that third period they were kind of just flying around the ozone and you know had probably five chances in one shift and 
um, you know, it's just it's it's great for the game. And you know, you come into a, a city like Arizona, and you know, fans get to see that up close. And I think uh, they're two guys who are, you know, like you said, just entering their prime, and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch for a lot of years. So it's, you know, the game's in a good place with those two at the helm. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.